0: chapter 4 verses 6 through 10 I this this pastor Peter you say get what you can out of the text and I was looking I said boy he said we are talking about light and then I'm reading scripture they don't say nothing about light <laughs> huh. all right and so we want to go in there we want to deal with this and we thank God my wife is up in Indiana today she's freezing she went up to Indiana to preach at the other church so y'all pray her strength in the Lord It was 19 up there today. They had snow yesterday. My God. So this little bit of weather, for the guys that's built like I am, this big boy weather, we love this weather here in Florida. All right, here we go. James chapter 4, verses 6 through 10. I'm reading out of the Amplified Version of the Bible. It says, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. To defy sin and live an obedient life That reflects Both our faith and our gratitude For our salvation Therefore it says God is opposed to the proud And haughty But he continually gives the gift of grace To the humble who turn away From self-righteousness Verse 7 So submit to the authority of God Resist the devil Stand firm against him And he will flee from you. Come close to God with a contrite heart. And he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. And purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Verse 10. Humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord. And he will exalt you. He will lift you up. He will give you purpose. And before I give you the title, why don't y'all thank God for my backup man back here, brother Jared. Come on. He say, Bishop, I want you to feel like you're over at your church. So I told him, I said, well, we can't go quite that high yet, but uh, let, let, let's roll with this, but I want to talk to you this morning. I need you to work with me, and I need you to say this real loud. Say, I have been grace to be the light. It's going to make sense in a little bit. I have been a grace to be the light. Simply put, y'all, I need y'all to grab this. We will learn today that we have everything we need to live lives that represents God to the world. We have everything we need to be able to live lives so we can represent God to the world or literally be the light. We all know, we all know, we all know deep in our, uh, we've heard it many times that the Bible says, be not conformed to the things of the world, but be transformed by the very renewing of our minds. But Pastor Peter, I've discovered something about us in the church. Many of us are trying to live our lives as double agents. Always oh, quiet in the Lord's church now for real. See, here it is. You cannot be light and fleshy at the same time. Roll it back. I'm going to say it in slow motion for the people on the back row. You cannot be light and fleshy at the same time. Get this. The message today is not so much about how we live and carry ourselves in the building, but how are we living outside of the building? And many times, based on how we live outside of the building, it will determine if we're able to get folk in the building. Teach, old short man. I'm doing the best I can, God. Watch this thing. Let me ask you the question then. Can the world see something different about you? Or do you just blend in and mix with the world? He ain't never come at us like that. He he hidden below the belt this morning. Watch this. One of our mantras at our church at Love Fellowship is that we become the most caring and loving church that the world has ever seen. Watch this. We don't just want to be caring and loving in a building, but we have to be caring and loving outside the building so that when the world looks at us they see something distinctly different that says I want to connect and be a part of that are you listening to me can the world see something different about you or do you just blend in? You just in the mix uh, when, when, when there's craziness going on, when there's bad jokes being told, when, when, when there's, when there's uh, stuff being said that you know you really shouldn't be a part of. Do you blend in and you laugh and you mix in with the jokes or are you setting the temperature for something different? Does that make sense? We want to be the most loving and caring. Oh, I hear you, Minister Sheldon. I heard that one. That's from my church. I heard that. This level of light is what would, watch this. This is the level of light that it will take for the world to change and be impacted by those of us who call ourselves lies. Light. Can I help you this morning? Somebody say, help me, Bishop. See, in order to have great communities, we need to have great churches. Churches. And we need churches that are impacting the community for Jesus. Doesn't it sound like you had exponential all over again, sir? We need to have churches that are impacting communities for Jesus. In order to have greater churches, we need churches that are filled with great Christians. I need to ask you, how would you like to see your community become a greater community? It starts with having churches impacting the community for Jesus because in order to have greater churches we must fill them with great Christians in order to have churches filled with greater church Christians we need a greater grace somebody say I need greater grace Greater grace builds greater Christians, which builds greater churches, which builds greater communities, which builds a better world. I like this text this morning because we are dealing with light, but the text, y'all, never mentions light. But it lets us know that God has graced us to deal with darkness. Watch this. And watch this. And darkness are things in life that mess with our light. What are the dark things that you need to release and let go of so that your light can shine through? In this season, Northwest, we don't have time to play in the dark. Lord, help us in here this morning. Uh, We don't have time to play in the dark because we need the light to shine forth. We know the Bible tells us that we are the light of the world. We know that the word says we are a city that sits upon a hill that cannot be hid. And there's old songs when I grew up in the Baptist church that say this little light of mine I'm going to let it shine there were songs like walk in the light beautiful light and Jesus is the light of the world I know all these songs but the text this morning reveals to us that we do not understand that grace has been given to us to function and operate in life so that others might see the light look at your neighbor and say neighbor oh neighbor what do you see when you see me? Uh, some of y'all might not want it, want them to answer. You might not want them. You, you, you might not want them to answer. You might say, you know, you know they, they, they might just be nodding their head. like, What do you see when you see me? Can you see light? Are you still here? The text lets us know that we ought to be able to see the light. When they see us, look at somebody else and say, neighbor, it's time for the church to be the light. To be the light. If you, if you ran all those words together, it would be Light. Bethel means house of God. And then when you break it down, be the light. Bethelite says my own sole purpose in living my sole purpose in existing is that I be the light I be what people could look at as an example to what it means to really live this life out I I do what I'm called upon because the word of God see I want to do everything that pleases God and the only way my light can shine is that I do those things that please God. And those Do those things that I, I live in such a way that when people look at me, they say, I am a child of God. I don't have to go around saying, I am a Christian. Why? Because I'm the light. And when I'm the light, if somebody, I forgot to tell you I'm a Christian, I'm not doing something right. Just holler, say, be the light. Say, be the light. Watch this. Let me say this. That means God has graced us to live life as light. And if he's graced me to live life as light, watch this. That means I shouldn't live life from a defeated, dark place. As a matter of fact, when we step into rooms, there should be environmental shifts. When we step into the room, something ought to shift and change because light showed up. Light, get this, y'all, always dispels darkness. Even though there's more space in this room then there is light, the light still removes the darkness, even in this room. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Verse 6 in Amplified was so powerful, says something so powerful. Watch this is that he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Which means God continually gives us and graces us to live obedient, light lives that reflects our faith. Does that make sense? Watch this. And it reflects our gratitude for our salvation. Roll that back. Say that for me in a way I can understand. Let me rob it. God says when you continually live your life in the dark you don't have appreciation for your salvation. He says after all Jesus to die on the cross for you, shed his blood for you. And we all know without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. He said, after all I've done, you act like the blood wasn't good enough. Because you keep going back and watch this. And as I mess with dark, it covers up my light. Are you listening to me? Watch this you got to grab hold of this you can't get caught up on and stay stuck on the things that keep affecting our life because there are the things that God has graced us God has graced us with some things so that we can have victory over those things but I keep getting caught up on those things but he graced me to have victory over it would you encourage somebody and say you've already won No, you didn't say it like you believed it at all. Tell somebody, say you've already won. You've already already, watch this. The moment you accepted Christ and you accepted the light life, you had already won. Many of us are struggling. We just haven't caught up to our deliverance yet. Somebody holler, say, I'm already delivered. Say it real loud. Say, I'm already delivered. I'm no longer stuck there. I'm no longer caught up there. I no longer have to accept those calls. I no longer, oh, y'all ain't said nothing. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I'm hope. I am light. I'm not trying to be a light. I'm already light. Why are you trying to become what you already are? Matter of fact, he says, I made you in my image and in my likeness. He says, And just as I am light, so are you. Watch this. When things were dark, he says to them, let there be light. And when you go back and study in the original, he say, let it be as I am. He said, all you got to do is say, let it be as I am. As God is, that's the way I am. Somebody just get real proud and real bold and say, I am am like. See, see, see Pastor Peter, they don't understand me, see. My my, my swag meter is on high. And I got got high swag in God, right? And and so I I walk with boldness. I tell people this all the time. And I may have told you this before too. When I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror and say, boy, you sure got it going on. Because the light of God just exudes. It emanates from me because I walk in that. I live in that. I trust that God has done all that he needed to do so I might live a certain way. Somebody say, I am light. Oh, my God. I feel a preach about to happen up in here. Watch watch this. Watch this. Watch this. this, this. And since I am already light, y'all watch this, and I'm not trying to be light, I'm saying to all of us we must stop trying to be what we already are the word grace means empowered the text says he gives us more and more grace I'm daily empowering you to live as light meaning there is never a time pastor Peter man this messed me up there's never a time that we are depleted of grace Woo! There's never a time, there's never a moment where I say, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, because I, you know, I'm a little tired. I'm a little. He said, I've given you more and more grace. And here's why God gives us this grace, so that through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can defy good God, sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Watch this. Once again, what do people see when they see you? Are you being the light? Are you living life in a dark place? The text lets us know that dark living puts us in opposition with God. Verse 6, B. Claw says, Therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud and haughty, but continually gives us the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. Come here, Northwest. Lean real close to the little old short preacher. That means, y'all, we are fighting God when we remain prideful and arrogant. But if we learn how to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, mm, the Bible says he will exalt us in due season. So get this part. We also must be willing to allow light to shine. And that happens when we when we are willing to release or relinquish control. Mm. I'm going to tell y'all to do what I told them to do at my church earlier this morning when I was preaching. Uh, Say this real loud with me. It'll make sense. Say today, I resign as CEO of my life. Too many of us are trying to control what God's trying to do. Too many of us, if God is not moving in our lives a certain way, we we get mad with God. We get upset with God. We we, we turn our power light down because God didn't do it the way I wanted him to do it. My grandmother used to sing a song back in the day. She said, you can't hurry, God. You just have to wait. You have to trust him and give him time no matter how long it takes. He's a God that you can't hurry. He'll be there. Don't you worry. He may not come when you want him, but I guarantee you he right on time. You got to be ready to resign and give up control. Are you still here? You got to be willing willing to say, God, I trust you. See, many of us don't trust God's grace because we're controlled freaks. But his grace is greater than any perceived power we think we have. Say it again with me. Say today, today I step down, I step down as, the as the CEO of my life. Okay, y'all, y'all say, where he get that done. Verse 7A, A eight, eight clause, amplifies, say. So submit to the authority of God many of us can't be light because we suffer with submission issues to submit or have submission simply means to come under the mission or the vision you cannot be the light when you always fight process or fight vision Uh, y'all, y'all might be saying I, we might not want him to ever come back again not not, not preaching like that He, he's supposed to be dancing and shouting no I, I need to drop something into your spirit today because where God is taking Northwest Church to it's got to be full of folk who are willing to be the light it's got to be full of people who are willing to say for God I'll live for God I'll die it's got to be full of folk who says it's bigger than coming inside a room but there's something that's happening in the room that the whole world needs to know on the outside of the room I came in the room of this cave to learn how to be something special the Bible talks about David he was in the cave of Adam guess what happens the people showed up they were in debt they was discontent and they was discouraged but in the room They came in the room one way, but they left the room. Those were the people who became the mighty men of valor. How many people up in here are saying, I'm coming in one way, but I'm leaving out here different. I was in a dark place when I got here, but I'm leaving out here, and I'm going to be a light to the world to show the world what God can do with a surrendered vessel unto him. God wants more out of us. God wants more out of us. As a matter of fact, Pastor Peter, it's the level of submission that empowers us to resist and stand against darkness. When I learn how to submit, come under vision, I'm better able to stand against darkness. It says the text says resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will flee from you. Watch this. Our resistance represents light. The devil represents darkness. And darkness cannot stand against light. One ray of light shifts everything in the room. All these rays sitting in this room, the world ought to brighten up when we hit it. Are you listening to me? We will never be of any use to God until we settle this issue of who's in charge. Martin Luther once said this, Pastor Peter, a religion that gives nothing, costs nothing, and suffers nothing is worth nothing. Salvation comes free, y'all. But discipleship is costly. Are you listening? I tell people who are dealing with the idea of salvation that it's the easiest thing they'll ever do. But the walk is hard. Especially when you try to live it outside of God's grace. Let me throw this in. I ain't going to charge you nothing for it. Most of us miss being the light because we allow the flesh issues in our lives to reign in our lives vice letting the grace of God rule. As a matter of fact, God's grace will allow us to do something that's very profound. It allows us, watch this, to step up and impact in the community and also impact the world. Are you listening? It allows us to do what? Step up up. Somebody say it's time to step up. Say it one more time. Say it's time to step up. Oh my God. I will submit to you this morning that it's time for the church to stand her ground. It's time for the church to resist darkness. And I made up in my mind y'all that I refuse to be intimidated by darkness when I know I am the light. And because I know who I am And I know whose I am. That means I know how to fight. Do I got any fighters in here? Do I got any warriors in here? Oh my God. Oh my God. It's time for the church to step up to the front line and fight the good fight of faith. It's time for the church to shine her light of victory. Because we already know this in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty unto God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Today, you must refuse to be intimidated by the enemy. We must put up an active resistance in order to get the enemy to flee. If we refuse to step up, y'all, if we refuse to be the light, watch this. The enemy will continue to hold us in our communities hostage. So watch this. We must step down. We must step up. But the last thing we got to do is step in. Verses 8 through 10. Pastor Peter, growing up, that's what my daddy would say. You give him three points. Give him a poem and get on up out of here. Verses 8 through 10. It says, come close to God with a contrite heart. And he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts, you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sin. Let your foolish laughter be turned into mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you and he will lift you up. He will give you purpose. Purpose. Bishop, I heard you say step in. I'm telling you it's time for us to step in to have a closer relationship with Christ. The closer I get to light, the more I shine as light. I'm stepping in. I'm going to stay on top. Of my sin issues and my sin problems. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna have one motivation. My only motivation in this season is glorifying God. Uh, I, what I'm. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna maintain proper position, which is embracing the grace that God has for my life. And when we do, when we get closer to God, God is able to do more in us through us than we ever thought we could be able to accomplish on our own. The truth of the matter is this, y'all. Everything that you've gone through was about positioning you to be the light. So here's my story that I want you to get. I want you to think about many people don't understand the process of the pearl. But did you know an oyster that has not been wounded in any way does not produce any pearls. A pearl, watch this, is a healed wound. Pearls are a product of pain. Come on, don't act like y'all don't like wearing pearls, lady. Come on, don't act like that. Pearls are a product of pain. They're the result of a foreign or unwanted substance entering the oyster, such as a parasite or a grain of sand. Inside of an oyster shell is a shiny substance called nacre. And when a grain of sand enters the NACRA, cells go to work. They cover the grain of sand with layers and more layers to protect the defenseless body from the oyster. As a result, a beautiful pearl is formed. The more pearls, the more valuable it is. God never allows pain without purpose. Here it is. I told the story so you could get this. What if your greatest light ministry to others comes out of your greatest hurt? The hard things that many of us are going through now are really nothing in comparison to the glory that will be revealed in us and through us. Because the greatest light is revealed through our cracks. If I got some real radical folk up in here, look at your neighbor, don't be scared of them. Say, neighbor, you're nothing but a cracked pot. The Bible says we have this treasure which is hidden in earthen vessels. Are you listening to me? So that the light of the glory of God may shine through us. We are all crack pots, shining the light of God through our lives, real proudly, real boldly. Stand on your feet like this. Just stand up and and announce to this whole congregation: "Say, I am nothing more than a crack pot." But through my cracks, God get to show off in my life. Through my cracks, you get to see how God worked on me. Through my cracks, through what God brought me through, through the hurt, the pain, the heart, the rejection, I'm here. I am like. I am like. Where everybody's yet standing. Come on, Pastor Peter. I know you're going to snuck in the back. <sighs> That's equivalent to him pulling my coat. Say, okay, pastor, that's enough. But, but watch this. Every hand lifted. And I need you to imagine. Matter of fact, do me a favor. If you got your phones or some sort of light mechanism, I want you to lift your hands. Have your phone and have your light on. And let's light up this room. It begin- Look at this, people. <laughs> Look at this. Now he's going to get his phone He felt left out. (laughs) But but look at this. Man, oh, I wish y'all could catch this uh, so people could see what happens as these rays of light leaves this room and goes out into the world to be change agents, to show them what God can really do in the world. Just sure as God, there is God, there is hope, things are going to be better. We are light. We are light. We are light. Pastor Peter is coming to pray. Keep those lights flashing, keep those lights flashing.
1: It's always strange, person, for spiritually spanking you, <laughs> but it really was. I think this also might be a time of repentance. Uh, the thing you said that really jumped out to me was submission is giving yourself over to someone else's mission and vision. Oh my gosh. I don't think Christians like to hear, I don't think anyone likes to hear the word submission. And the scripture is telling us to submit. And I feel like we have to submit in order to have the greatness that God wants to give in us and through us. So I'm gonna lead us in our prayer of repentance right now. Father, I pray that you would forgive us. Forgive us for doubting you. Forgive us for fighting against you. Forgive us for even believing that we are crushed by the things that have come against us, that we are being crushed by our own sin, that we are now useless in your hands. Forgive us for thinking that you can't do something greater through us. But we believe that you crush us in order to become useful and malleable in your hands because you have so many great things to do in this world through us. We believe that you have come for us, but we also believe you have come for so many other people too. And we pray, Father, that you would forgive us for doubting you. Forgive us, Father, for doubting you. Forgive us, Father, for not running to you. Forgive us, Father, for holding on to our own measures of self-comfort and self-aggrandizing and and self-running away. Father, forgive us for trying to heal ourselves. Help us to run to you. We don't want to be our own doctors and our own surgeons. We want to run to the Father who has the healing oil of Gilead. Oh, God, as you heal our hearts, Help us to have this boldness, this confidence to be sons and daughters once again of the Most High. We ask this in your precious Son's name. And all God's people said, Amen.